I hope you don't have a million pages of notes tonight. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a million pages. Yeah, do you have eight? No, I have five. Ooh. Less than five. Like, Ooh. not even a full five. Ooh. Yeah, I get it. Funny. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Book Retorts. I'm Danielle. I'm Sam. <laughs> Sam's radio voice, everybody. <laughs> well, I don't need this from you, Danielle, today. Not today. You've been on my case since we started recording tonight. Come Hardly. on. I think your lack of sleep has made you snarkier than normal. Okay, if you say so. Anyway, everybody, this is I the podcast. I have recordings to prove it. Oh, my gosh. This is the podcast where one of us makes uh, one of us yeah, makes okay, up. Okay, great. All right. <laughs> this is already a disaster. <laughs> All right. This is the podcast where one of us explains a weird piece of media to the other person who has no experience with it. Yay! We got through it, everyone. We're done. Okay, stop it here because we're clearly not ready for this. Yeah, Sam's totally not going to edit up my flood. I know him. Oh, actually, this whole opening is gold. (laughs) (laughs) On the plus side, we do have new material today, everybody. I know we (laughs) didn't want to hear something else that we've already done for the 12th time. <laughs> to be fair, we've never repeated anything. We've just continued certain things. That's true. This is actually a slight continuation yeah. in that in that I am doing another Disney Channel original movie. Woo! Yay! Applause. Yay! This movie is called The 13th Year. It's a 1999 wait, Disney wait, wait. Channel original movie. 13th? Did I do the movie The 13th Warrior? It's the same thing, right? No, it's not the same thing. Are you Sure, Michael Crichton wrote this, right? Uh, yes. Go ahead and keep that in your brain while we talk about this movie. <laughs> I want to hear the Michael Crichton Disney Channel original movie. That would be amazing. I wish Disney would do like a run of famous directors, you know, just for like promotional reasons. Like have like Steven Spielberg because that makes sense. And then do like Quentin Tarantino because that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I, I mean, I would watch this. And the worst one would be Roman Polanski. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly would be questionable. Oh, so bad. All right. Anyway, 13th year. Yes. I'm sorry. I should get Some of you that lived through the 90s may actually remember this movie. All right, Danielle, what is this movie about? Share with me your wisdom. Wouldn't you like to know? Whether I'd like to or not, it's happening. All right. You've sent me a single sentence, which I have not looked at yet. <sighs> here we go. As a boy, Shay Starbuck? I guess that's his name. <laughs> oh, that's the actor's name. Yes. <laughs> Shay or Shez, I don't know. I'm going to go Shay. As a boy approaches adolescence, he finds he has learned to communicate with fish. <laughs> That's the description you're giving me, Danielle? Yeah. That's the hook. Boy talks to fish. Because <laughs> it's funnier. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Wasn't there like an experiment where a bunch of people lived with a dolphin and ended up like doing sexual favors for the dolphin ew no this yeah, is disney channel 70s. original movie everybody <laughs> i don't know disney was weird they did like acid <laughs> with a dolphin or something and there were sexual favors that happened i'm not gonna get into it okay well this is 1999 so uh it's a much more charming movie <laughs> boy talks to fish regrets it <laughs> that's a tagline <laughs> <laughs> All right, this movie opens with the ocean, as Wait, one might suspect with fish. I have a question already. 
Oh my gosh, Sam, what? The implication that he's talking to fish implies that fish are sentient. This goes back to our old problem of whenever you have talking animals, the whole like fish industry and the fact like sushi exists is horrifying now. Okay, well, you listen to the plot of this movie and you tell me if it sounds like fish are sentient. <laughs> so he's talking to <laughs> fish who aren't sentient? You'll find out. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Okay, or I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just had to get that out of the way early so we didn't run into it later. Okay, again, cue scene. There is a ocean. Oh, shocking. And, un- <laughs> and underneath you see a shadow of something. Oh, it's a mermaid. It's a shadow of a mermaid. It's clearly a mermaid in the shadow. <laughs> and I thought it's it was holding fish something. she was communicating well, with. Sam, I'm just, that was just the summary, Sam. I didn't write the summary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unless they're calling the mermaid fish because that's offensive. No, it's not. Okay. So it's a mermaid. They're holding something in their arms and you zoom to under the water and the thing they're holding in their arms it's a baby sam okay. she's holding a baby adult mermaid got it with the baby got mermaid uh, i'm yes. assuming to be a mermaid if the baby human that human's in trouble <laughs> we'll find out well because it's dead it's underwater Daniel. <laughs> apparently you can breathe underwater sam this baby so we it's zoom back baby. out and zoom back out to a fishing boat where a man is sleeping. He hears a big splash off the bow of the ship and wakes up excited to see one big fish and zooms off after it, calling, Hey, fishy, fishy. And he what? apparently. <laughs> that's, that's how fishing works? <laughs> All I need is one big fish and my, my whole <laughs> career is set. So he's calling for it. Hey, fishy, fishy. Hey, fishy, fishy. And he apparently has a sonar system that locks on target. Yeah, that's okay. what it says. When sure. I mean. <laughs> that's what, literally what it says. I mean, I know that so- fish sonar exists, but I don't know <laughs> if it like locks on target like it's a Russian submarine. <laughs> it does. It even says it on screen. Right. And the, mer- the mermaid rushes off as it's being stalked across the ocean. Why was the mermaid near the boat? It was just swimming. This mermaid does many questionable things. You know? <laughs> okay. If it leaves the baby. Why did it flash its tail in front of the fisherman? Okay. Who knows? I was going to say, I thought it was going to leave the baby on the fisherman's boat, like a reverse Moses situation where instead of putting the baby in the water, it was putting the baby Wait out of the water. For it. <laughs> okay, yeah. It a reverse Moses. <laughs> Sort of. So it hides between one of those metal buoys, the ones that have the bell that ring. Yes. And a and a boat that is sitting kind of near the near a pier. Mm, it's not near a pier. It's just parked alongside the buoy. So there's a buoy with a boat. It's a different boat than the fishing boat with the locked on sonar. Correct. That was the sentence. Great. <laughs> and the sonar system loses the signal, but the fisherman catches on to where she might be hiding. She's like, oh, where is the only place in this wide open ocean that has an, <laughs> uh, some kind of obstruction to my sonar system? Exactly. Nobody said he wasn't smart. So, <laughs> well, calling she- her fishy fishy proves it. <laughs> um, I'm assuming the concerned that he might catch her. She hides the baby in the basket of a boat. It's like a little thing that kind of goes off to off the side that's storing some stuff. So, question. Yes. Are these splash rules where the baby, the mermaid out of the water grows human legs? No. Okay. So there's just a mermaid really. baby on a boat in a basket and it's going to dry out and die. Well, the mermaid baby seems to have legs already. It does not seem to have mermaid. What is going on here, Daniel? See, I cannot explain to you how the baby breathes underwater. I also think it's weird. You just got to go with it. Okay. Okay. I got so many questions. I know you're never going to answer these questions, but did that mermaid have sex with a human? I don't know the answer to that. Because I would imagine, and you know, again, I'm not a mermaid expert here, you know, and we should bring in a mermaid expert because they would be able to tell us the answer to this. But if a mermaid baby made from two mer people should be fully mer person, 
Yes. You would think so, but uh, we're going to get a little more into the details of the evolution of the Mer people during this movie. So maybe some of your questions will be answered. I think that'll only raise more questions because use the word evolution, which, <laughs> sure. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> All right. Also, do mermaids lay, lay eggs? They're not mammals, but why do they have breasts then? This is a lot I, of questions. I don't know, but the the daddy merman is never mentioned, so I can only imagine there's some kind of like asexual reproduction or something going on in this But this mermaid. is the question I have about merfolk in general. And this is going to be a tangent. I'm sorry, but here we are. Why do mer people have mammary glands, like breasts, if they're fish people? Like, are they mammals? I don't understand. Like, do they nurse they're young, but they don't give birth, I assume, because they have no, like, birth con- – I mean, I guess they could be, like, whales. These are questions I don't I don't know the answer to. I'm sure you could Google it with some success. <laughs> I'm afraid to Google anything about mermaid genitalia, honestly. <laughs> well, let's do mermaid birthing, Sam. Oh, yeah. That's going to lead to not horrifying <laughs> pictures on Google. I might look it up later. I'll let you know. Uh, please do uh, filter it for me. But there's, some, I mean, again, I can understand. Like there are aquatic mammals, but anyway, this is uh, very complicated. We, we should move on. Well, you're the one who put us here. I'm sorry. So she puts the baby into the little basket yeah. off of the boat Reverse and swims Moses. off. Got it. Yeah. Right, and swims off trying to get the attention of the man, you know, away from her baby. And she Question. finally, sh- yes. <laughs> Why should I just swim down? I do not know, Sam. Maybe the baby can't go under a certain pressure in the ocean. Because it's like a park human baby and its lungs would explode? <laughs> Maybe. She's like, she has to like treat it like a whale. She keep bringing the baby up to surface to air for air. <laughs> like a little blowhole thing. So she swims off and she finally shows the fisherman that she's a mermaid. Why? Reasons. I don't know, Without Sam. the baby, she could dive deep and lose him and circle around back for her baby. It'd be perfect. And he's really excited about finding out that this is a mermaid. I mean, and yeah. he crashes he crashes into submerged rocks and he doesn't seem to mind. And she just oh. kind of rolls her eyes at him like, oh, crazy humans. And then kind of swims back to try and get her baby. So she pulled a siren Why she him. couldn't do that with a baby in her hands, I don't know. Right. A lot of questionable things in the first, I'm guessing, one minute of this movie. (laughs) Yes. Okay. It's taken us like 15 minutes to get through this minute. It was a crazy minute. You have to admit there's a lot of insanity (laughs) packed in that first minute here. A lot of questions that have come up was like, why does her baby have human legs? Principal among them. That is never going to be answered in this movie. I'm sorry. I hate that. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of answered, but not really. Okay. We're going to make up some reasons then. So, bummer though. When she goes back to get her baby, it is no longer there because <laughs> because while she was showing the off that she's left. a mermaid, yeah, yeah. the boat left and went back towards shore. And it's piloted by Uncle Joey from Full House and his wife. Dave Coulier. Yes. There was a recent article I saw that said that uh, a famous song about a terrible ex-lover was about him. Yeah. The Alanis Morissette song. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I keep up, Sam. <laughs> I, I know you do. I'm impressed that I knew that. I'm impressed you knew that too. There you go. I, I, I was bragging about being on the pulse for once. I have to admit that what caught my attention was probably Alanis Morissette. What caught your attention was the fact that it was Uncle Joey from Full House. <laughs> That's probably not true. <laughs> not that I was like a big Full House fan or anything. I just have no concept of like, you know, pop stars. Exactly. And so on board is a man, Uncle Joey, yeah, and yeah. his wife. What's his name in the talking- movie, Danielle? <laughs> his name is 
Witt, I think. You're going to call him Uncle Joey this whole time, aren't you? No, I'm not. <laughs> I wrote his name down later on. Name His name, Uncle Joey, also named Witt. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you, Danielle. You're welcome. I don't know what the wife's name is. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sure she's irrelevant. <laughs> and they're talking about how they just moved to the area to start a tour boat company. Where is this this fancy resort that has like a, a need for a tour boat? Oh, look, come out and see this buoy in the middle of nowhere. I don't know where they live. It looks very like, um, I guess, East Coasty, but I could be completely wrong. I'm going to be honest here. Uh, there is nothing on the East Coast out here that is worth a tour boat, really. <laughs> like Carolinas? I don't, I don't know, Sam. I mean, I, I'm probably wrong about that. I'll admit there are probably sort of fun things on a tour boat out here, but it's not like this is Hawaii or something. <laughs> like, come and see the amazing tropical scenery or whatever. Maybe it's supposed to be in, like, California or something. All Hang right. on. Let's see if the internet says. Okay. It's one of those movies that doesn't have a lot of like city life, so you have no idea what the right, actual it's, it's town very, it could be anywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's any town USA. Exactly. Any town next to an ocean. So I, I cannot tell you. That's fine. I'm just saying, like, if they're big tourists, but they want to see the buoy, if that buoy goes under from a hurricane or something, they're screwed. So they're chatting on the boat as they head back to shore and they hear a noise and they realize it's a baby crying and they stop the boat and fish it out of the basket. Can we keep him? The woman asks. No, we <laughs> must immediately. We call the police, the reasonable <laughs> husband responds, and say that we found a lost baby. We cannot just take this baby that was thrown on our boat and just pretend like nothing else happened. Like it's a $5 bill we picked up off the street. First off, parents in this are wild. Secondly, the mom is extra wild. No. <laughs> So Uncle Joey, also named Wit, says it's not a dollar bill that they found on the hey! sidewalk. So no, they can't keep him. <laughs> I like this guy. He has a race thought process. <laughs> But as they make it to shore and they're like walking across the, the beach, they're picking out his name, which is Cody. And the mom and mermaid looks very forlornly from the water. Like, Cody, come back. That's not the name the mermaid gave it. They're <laughs> no, him a, I imagine not. This is a culturally appropriate, like they're taking this baby and trying to erase its cultural identity by giving it a name that does not belong to its native people. Exactly. I'm going actually to take that back and say, I assume that it was the West Coast because he's in the water a lot more. So I bet California is a totally valid yeah, it's place. It's cold. either the South. Or California, because he goes into the ocean quite a lot, and I realize he has probably has an affinity for the ocean. However, (laughs) you know, like I said, very cold. Not not some place you want to be swimming just you know on a whim. Exactly, and they seem to have you know kind of like some some beach vibes. I'm gonna go with California. Okay, well you know. Not right. just because it was filmed there. So these two people steal a baby and do not report to anybody. And in the time it takes them to get their boat from a buoy to shore, they've decided this is a crime they're comfortable with. Uh, as far as we know, this far in the plot, they have they plan to just steal the baby. <laughs> so Wit has dropped all objections. Like his <laughs> persuasive and quite brilliant dollar bill argument apparently did not work. I mean, we might find out later whether or not they did anything in the intervening time, but let's let's get on. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so, time jump 13 years later, of course. Sam. 13 years later, the mama mermaid has forgotten all about her son and laid a, a clutch of eggs to replace him. He <laughs> like, lives in a completely different place down in the Bahamas. Yeah, moved to like uh, Australia or something, the Great Barrier exactly. Reef. Exactly. So this is where I wrote my notes. I guess adopting a random baby you find isn't that hard because Cody is now 13-ish and aboard their boat. So that worked out well for them. <laughs> I mean, I just this is so insane. Like, how do you find a baby on your boat in the ocean and not have any questions about that? Well, maybe they did what they were supposed to, Sam. You might, they might have done due diligence. You don't know yet. Uh, or at all. Uh, or I'm fairly certain they did not. <laughs> 
So his mom calls for him. He's, he's working on the boat. But before he goes, he sees a flash of a large fish in the water and looks at it curiously before heading out. So apparently they're in the middle of a tour and the boat is just falling to pieces around them. I knew their business was unsustainable. <laughs> also, the, the boat tour is $5, which seems real cheap even in 1999. <laughs> what the? I mean, this is like literally to the buoy and back for 10 minutes. That's <laughs> right? insane. Because this older woman comes up. She's like, I paid $5 for this tour. Well, and we haven't even for, left the pier. <laughs> you got like, more than you paid for, frankly. The fact that the boat was floating proved that you paid your $5 to a good cause. <laughs> and then we cut. We cut to a swim meet with a tuba player and an enthusiastic crowd. Is Cody's the tuba player missing. relevant to the swim meet or is he just there? Yeah, no, the tuba player actually is relevant to the swim meet. <laughs> I, I Shockingly. can't wait is it, is it like is it just the tuba player? Is there like a band here for Sam, like the meet? Sam, I have so many things to say about these swim meets. <laughs> well, you are the person who has done swim meets, so I'll defer to your expertise on that. Oh my gosh, it's movie. Is it traditional to have a tuba player to swim meets, Danielle? Absolutely not. What about a French horn player? No, Sousaphone. I mean- Maybe my school just didn't have super cool things at their swim meets, but I have never seen a swim meet like this in my life. Okay. <laughs> I've been to a lot of swim meets. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited for the swim meet, Daniel. This is one I'd actually go to, no offense. Yeah, there's a tube player. Score. Cody's Check. missing. Co- yes, Cody's supposed to be there. Cody is not there. And the coach is giving a pep talk about how if they win this one, they go to the state finals as the first team ever to do it. And again, not how anything works in a swim meet. It's not really a team sport. I was going to say, is it like- Individual swim swimmers. Team. Yeah. <laughs> there is a swim team, but it is an individual sport. Well, like, I mean, there's like a relay, a right? Team. There's relays. Your relay could go to a state meet. Like, not all the swimmers on your swim team are going to go to a state meet because not all of them will have qualified <laughs> for the state meet. There's just not, like, your team doesn't go. <laughs> Dear audience, I'd like you this moment to just mention that Danielle was a swimmer, clearly, and has strong <laughs> feelings about the inaccuracies of, of the swim, swim meet representation here. <laughs> These objections do not extend to other things that she was not involved in. <laughs> sure, this is the one that I actually have something to say about. <laughs> Disclaimer over. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, apparently the entire team gets to go to a... And it's also a middle school swim team. Well, yeah, I mean, I think they would do it like if, if someone qualifies, you all get to go because you don't leave anyone behind, right? That'd be mean. Sure. I mean, you're there to cheer on your teammates, support. Yeah, this is just a – like, apparently swimming is just a really big deal at this middle school, so maybe it's just a whole different vibe than it was at the school that I went to. Have you been to any just, school where, like, oh, swimming, that's the big sport around here? No, but there's, like – okay, there's a tuba player, and later, spoiler, there's a band. But there's saying, a like, lot of people in the audience, and let me tell you, not that interesting, swim meets. <laughs> well, that's what I'm going to say, Danielle. Like, this is, this is why this is so wild, because reality is not this for swim meets. I just, I mean, not that our coach was not enthusiastic, but it was not like a go team go kind of rallying, like pre-football game kind of thing. I've never been to a swim meet, Danielle, and the fact that I don't really have a problem with that just shows how, like, I don't want to say uninteresting, but like, unless you have a personal connection to one of the swimmers, how, like, unnecessary a swim meet is in your life. Yeah, so that's what you guys all just found out, is that Sam never supported me in my swim team years in high school. You were in swim team in high school? Yeah, for three years. <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know what? Well, you were doing other things and I was the only person in our entire group who did a sport. <laughs> yeah, but like, did anybody care? No, because nobody went to that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying, like, don't point me. It's like, no one went to these with me. It was like, everyone came but Sam. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I had friends that supported other things, just not swim meets. To yeah. be fair, again, swim meets very boring. I supported you, Danielle, by introducing you to lots of weird media. <laughs> That's sure, that too. must be it. Anyway, there's also an announcer, and again, wait, what? Most <laughs> insane thing I've ever seen in a middle school swim meet. Is this the Olympics? What's going on here? <laughs> it's amazing. It's just 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 amazing. And I've watched something on the Olympics and I still don't get it. Like, it's something unless you know what's happened. You're like, I, I, people have gone underwater and then somebody's won. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I actually really like watching swimming. Oh, I'm sure you I do. absolutely understand why people would not want to watch swimming. I mean, I'm not saying it's exclusively swimming's problem. Like, there are a lot of sports where if you don't know what's happening, it's just gibberish to you. It is. So, poor Cody. Getting back to the movie. Right, of course. There's a movie here somewhere, not just swim meet talk with Sam and Danielle. Poor <laughs> Cody. He's been stuck on the boat and he finally runs for it. The parents are like, maybe you can make the ferry. So he's trying to make the meat. Wait, he a misses ferry the from ferry. the boat? Yeah, so the boat, boat is like stuck in the pier. It can't leave. And apparently the school is on the other side of the channel or whatever from where they are. So they're like, maybe you can catch – like he was going to go across on the boat with his family. I like to imagine there is an island that the school is on. Just a, a one island, tiny island with nothing but the school on it. That's entirely possible. I don't think I have saw otherwise in this movie. Because <laughs> that's like a great horror movie premise. <laughs> So he misses the ferry by just seconds and decides instead of just swimming to the ferry, which would make sense, yeah. he swims across the channel, no. leaving the ferry in the dust. <laughs> what? Everybody's like, wow, look at him go. He has fins. And he makes it just as his race is about to start and takes his mark up on the diving is board. He, wouldn't he already be exhausted? You'd think so, but no. <laughs> well, I forget. He is, you know, at least half mer person. So they also pause the race. They're like, "Oh wait, Cody's here. Hang on, everybody." They're all like getting ready to dive into the water. Everybody stands up. Is like, "Ah, Cody." Are you <laughs> like, kidding me? I was like, "This is not how any of this works." <laughs> I mean, Cody is the most important person there, Danielle. Apparently, that's what we learn in this movie. So I will give this movie credit. The swim meets are bananas, but they clearly <laughs> got a bunch of swimmers because these people are like, they dive pretty well. There was one questionable diver, but everybody else dived pretty well. They did their flip turns, like they're breathing more or less properly. Like it was, it was a solid, I've seen a lot of swim things and sometimes I'm like, these people can't swim. <laughs> Quick question, Danielle. Yes. Dived or dove? They dove into the water. I mean, I'm just, I don't know what the difference is. Like, why you use one past participle versus another? Like, hanged and hung? I don't know. Lay and lie. I'm sure there's reasons. Yeah. So. I don't know. But uh, I just find it very, you guys wondering if you knew anything about it as a swimmer. I do not. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. I'm glad they got that right, though, Danielle. I was impressed. Somehow, Cody, who apparently can swim faster than a ferry, comes in second to what? Sean Marshall. <laughs> Put that kid on front of that ferry. Let's see what happens. And Sean Marshall, I think uh, this is a very unclear thing. I actually, I feel like I was discovering this as the movie went on because I I didn't have a very strong recollection of this movie from when I was a kid. I think he's a friend. Of Cody's? (laughs) I would say. Yeah, I would say a frenemy because uh, it's a mixed mixed relationship bag we have here, which you'll see Competitive friends. Yes, a very competitive friend. So he's super obnoxious about his win, though. He's all like, I'll always be gold and you'll always be silver. Like, I'm the best. And I'm like, is this a friend or is this the jerk of the movie? Like, I can't tell. I mean, I appreciate a movie that is willing to give a, a relationship between two people more than a binary type of situation where there's friends or enemies. That's true. I would say this movie manages to do that, though I'm not sure it ever fully delves into their relationship. Where would you put our friendship on the frenemy scale, Danielle? More friends than enemies, mm. usually. It <laughs> <laughs> was a very uh, drawn out usually. All so, right. Sam, <laughs> yes. guess what? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Cody is very sad. 
no, they made it to the state finals. Oh, Somehow, I forgot that the was a thing already. <laughs> also, just as it's all announced, he gets his little silver medal. He seems fine with it. He's like, I, I swam good. Like, you swam good. Jo- good job. You swam past well. the ferry. <laughs> <laughs> just as all this is going on and they're kind of like clean up the pool, everybody's leaving. The tuba player falls into the pool and the coach, just being remarkable, walks off as Cody dives Wait. in to save this boy. The adult is like, well, that kid is dead. My job here is done. <laughs> He's like, somebody get him out of my pool. And he like walks off and Cody's like, fine. And he like dives in to get this poor kid who's like sunk to the bottom with his tuba and can't swim. <laughs> I, wow, that coach should be fired. It's amazing. So Cody saves him and like pulls him out, but he leaves his tuba at the bottom of the pool because Cody's actually a little bit of a punk. You think he's kind of nice until now. He is not. So he does that on purpose. Like, your tuba's gone, bucko. He doesn't say anything. He's just, the kid's like, what about my tuba? And Cody's like, peace. (laughs) I saved you. I'm out. I mean, to be fair to Cody, like, (laughs) this should not be his problem to begin with. It shouldn't, but you're doing it. If you save the kid, you might as well just get the tuba. It's like, he's the one that can swim. Go just grab the tuba and pull it up. Come on. Uh, I, I guess, but like, I also kind of feel like, I mean, that's a lot of pressure for Cody, who is, again, 13 or whatever. Sure, but we don't get into the pressures of Cody's life. Well, mostly it's water pressure. <laughs> so now we learn that Cody has apparently been getting progressively better, so that he came in second to the fastest guy in the team is actually quite a, you know, feat for him. So, I mean, he's but been he's following not- a standard athletic track of improvement. Exactly. And he's not really sure why he's suddenly gotten better, because he hasn't really changed anything about his training at all. And we also learn that they have a little friend group. It's Sean, the kid who beat him, Cody, and then Sam. Um, Me. Yes. I was there. No. Oh. No, it's oh, it's a woman, Sam. I mean, <laughs> or, or I'm not girl. here to judge. <laughs> and she has a big old crush on Cody. Well, who doesn't? He was so dreamy back then. I remember the days of Cody in middle school. <laughs> When we were both young and I was female. Chez Starbuck. <laughs> Jay, Jay Starbuck. I don't know, Sam. I really like the idea of Shay Starbuck, like it's his house. <laughs> it might be. Like, I wonder if his parents were big fans of the original Battlestar Galactica with Starbuck and everything. I mean, maybe it was from that book. What well, doesn't Starbuck come from a very famous book? I mean, probably, yes. But I'm it's not like educated enough for that. Moby Dick or something. Come on. Could be Moby, was it Moby Dick. I don't know. Well, this has been Illiteracy <laughs> Chat with Danielle and Sam, who are too much of Philistine to know classic literature. But we do know weird media, which is what you're here for. Yeah, Starbuck from Herman Melville's classic American novel, Moby Dick. Well, Danielle, that was very impressive pull you got there. Thank you. Good job. Woohoo! Ten I prefer to think of my spouse or Glottica fans. <laughs> I'm totally fair. All right, so dreamy Cody with Sam, who has a secret crush on him, I assume. Secret? A semi. I don't know. They're really relationship's very confusing. Good. So we cut to the pier. they are at that age. <laughs> They're very confusing at that age. Cut to the pier, the dock, where we see Big John Wheatley, who is the same fisherman who saw the mermaid earlier, 13 years before. Big John Wheatley. That's his name. Got it. Don't wear it out. I'm definitely not men, going to. <laughs> the other men on the dock are giving him a lot of flack about believing in mermaids, like conspiracy theorists. And that was drunk he, when he crashed his boat or something. They're like, oh, it was a mermaid. Uh, yeah, basically. They're just giving him a really hard time. They're kind of jerks about it. And he takes it like it's not a big deal. He's just very serene as he walks down the dock. Like, I did see a mermaid, and one day I'll prove it to you all. He's like one of those uh, Bigfoot truthers. Exactly. And we find out, Sam, that he is the dad of the tuba player. Didn't see that coming, did you? I mean, I don't know why I would have. I don't know even why it's important. <laughs> but apparently he's a little bit of an absentee father because his tuba playing son comes in to ask him for some help. And he's like, not now, I'm busy. And he's not busy. He's just hanging around his 
giant warehouse full of weird things. Back up. <laughs> warehouse full of weird things? Like what, the Ark of the Covenant's there? Like the Indiana Jones warehouse? What, what are you talking about? It just is one of those warehouses that just has a lot of like mysterious things in it. You can see like orbs of things and colorful orbs I don't know, of the- what glass is this? Like that that, that and- movie about the guy the devil opens a shop and people buy things and they all have like curses associated with them. I mean maybe, I don't know his life. <laughs> You just described, like, some weird, like, fantasy gift shop. I mean, it kind of what it looked like. I'm not saying you're wrong, but you have to admit, like, you just glossed over like it was totally normal. Like, oh, yeah, you know, a warehouse full of orbs. I mean, it's not just orbs. I was just thinking there's – I remember a particular scene where there's, like, a giant circle thing hanging from the ceiling, and it's very colorful, and it just it has a lot of, like, odd There's nothing odd normal about your saying, Danielle, to what I'm trying to convey. Well, I, I think he's just one of those people who collects, like, odd memorabilia and odd things from the sea okay like, sure. that guy yes orbs from the sea come get <laughs> big john wheatley yeah yeah big john wheatley's orbs from the sea i mean i would stop at that shop <laughs> how could you now <laughs> the name like that you'd be like well i gotta know what those orbs are so the next day at school cody is apparently super popular but super bad at class as we see with an f on his biology paper oh no so it's like cody. a reversal word. right oh but next week, they're studying marine biology, so I'm sure it'll be fine because this movie revolves around the ocean. Yeah, I'm thinking just dissect Cody. Right. So they're working in teams. They have a project that's upcoming, and Cody is partnered with the Tuba Geek. That was my second guess. Oh, no. Yeah, his name's Jess Wheatley. Jess? Jess, yep. Okay. So Jess Wheatley, the tuba player, and I don't remember the other people's names, and I'm sure you'll remind me. And this is, again, where we realize that Cody is a little bit of a jerk. Well, he's 13 years old. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, he's like, oh man, I'm partnered with this stupid geek. And you would think that he would, this is like a dream match for him because he's failing biology. Yeah, get and the this kid, kid is like super smart you pass. Yeah. <laughs> this is like your 101 about like, let me pair up with the smart kids, he'll do all the work and I'll pass. Exactly. But he hasn't apparently gotten that far in his life. But he's kind of seems to be like a situational jerk because in the same breath that he's kind of like, I don't want to be partnered with you, he also low key casually invites him to his birthday party the next day. Okay. Which- you know, it's a choice. Again, I feel like that's very real how teenagers are. They're very yeah. volatile. So Mercurial. Also, Sam seems to think she's dating Cody, oh, but that's I'm not Sam. entirely <laughs> I'm not entirely sure Cody knows that Sam is dating him. Oh my gosh, Daniel, you were describing my middle school experience. <laughs> because Sam gets him, gets him a picture of herself for his birthday which what no just, it is he opens it up and i laughed because it's like a frame that she handmade and it has the little shells on it it's just like her school photo it's like a headshot like consider me for your next role <laughs> Funny. I was she like, oh, signed man, it like with a little heart. Thirteen year old thing to do. Oh, <laughs> uh, Danielle, I don't know much about this movie, but I do know this has captured middle school perfectly for us <laughs> people of a certain age. Makes me laugh. It's too real. And then she, then she says, "Well, there's actually more to the present, but you don't have to open it." And she stands there with her lips pursed and her eyes closed. Uh, uh, <laughs> I admire her chutzpah. <laughs> That's the kind of thing you think about years later. You're like, holy cow, why did I say that out loud? At least she didn't like tie a ribbon around her lips or something. Oh gosh, it was so good. He totally goes for it because, you know, he's a little horn doggy 13 year old. Yeah, and- duh. How's it go? <laughs> Badly, I assume. No, they kiss fine, but it shocks them. Like it, it, it literally, there's like there's a shock. shock as they do. Yeah. Oh, I guess kissing is not compatible with fish people. I guess. So they laugh and Sam runs off. And that's it. He's not like going to go back for seconds. Well, she says something. 
uh, sassy and then runs out of the room. Oh, okay. She's playing coy. Get it? Just <laughs> fish. Oh, fish joke score. <laughs> I got to do a lot of fish puns here, Danielle. <laughs> Okay, well, that was one. Let's see how many Sam gets to by the end of the podcast. Well, we want to make sure our listeners have a whale of a time. Two. Ding, ding. <laughs> okay. Now with fish puns. Jess shows up. Come on, up we got to turn this then... around. <laughs> so Jess shows up, and then Cody's a jerk again, because he, like, rides up on his bike, little Jess does, and he's like, Cody, I'm here for your birthday party. And Cody is like, like, to his friends, his friends are giving a hard time, particularly Sean, and he's like, I, why invite him? I didn't think he would actually come to the party. Why'd you invite him? I know. So stupid. He didn't have to. He didn't know the party was happening. There was no reason to. I'm suddenly <laughs> very angry. <laughs> And Jess realizes that they're kind of like laughing at him and making fun of him. And the mom comes up and is like, oh, you must have one of Cody's friends. Come on to the party. And he's like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not really one of his friends. And he hands off the gift and rides his bike off oh, and doesn't go to the party. It's so sad. Cody's going to feel guilty, which he should, the little punk. He super does not seem to feel guilty. <laughs> Are we supposed to like this kid? I mean, I get like being a teenager, but is, is there a redemptive arc here? Or is he just a little jerk the whole time? No. I mean, I wouldn't say there's a redemptive arc, but he's, like, at least becomes... I think he's somebody who's more influenced by his friends. I think he's probably a nice kid. He's with the wrong crowd. Friends. I gotcha. And Sam seems nice enough. I think she's... We are nice. She's Thank you. kind of caught up. It's mostly Sean. <laughs> I decided that any Sam in a piece of media that you describe is obviously just me. Obviously. So that night, he finds the present. It was stuck in his room and uh, from Jess, and he opens it, and it's a copy of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which he begins to read. Well, I mean, sure. I guess kids love Jules Verne. <laughs> I mean, Jess does. He's such a dork. I love him. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know if I like my first gift to a middle school kid. Like, you like to swim. He's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, a book that doesn't have a lot of swimming in it. Well, he was trying to get him interested in the, his marine biology That's course, true. Sam. That's true. All right, giant squid, that's cool. That night, Cody has dreams about a lighthouse and maybe a mermaid and definitely some, like, bubbles and swimming underwater towards a light that a mermaid appears from. He might be dying because he's swimming towards the light. It's a very confusing dream. Is this the lighthouse from Annihilation, that book? You didn't read that book. I did not read that book. <laughs> that's and- a weird book. <laughs> <laughs> And also, I don't understand what a lighthouse has to do with anything. It plays no part in this entire movie. I was going to say that the lighthouse from the lighthouse, but that's a much weirder movie. Yes. So his alarm wakes him up, and when he touches it, lightning static appears from his fingers, frying the alarm and fluffing up his hair. Okay, I got a question. Is lightning power a canonical merperson thing? Man, Sam, I have questions about <laughs> okay, this. We'll okay. get to it later. I cannot tell oh, you. I figured it out, Danielle. Okay, this is a Disney property, right? Yes. You know how now, like with the new Star Wars movie, every person has to be related to Palpatine? Like, you know, Rey mm-hmm. is now like granddaughter because that's stupid, but it's true now because Disney had to make the connection. I think Cody is a far distant descendant of Emperor Palpatine why he has lightning powers. Uh, quite possibly. Disneyverse completed. You're welcome, world. <laughs> 1999. It was way ahead of its time. Foreshadowing. <laughs> So he goes downstairs to the kitchen, his mom's making breakfast, and he drinks juice from the carton, and all his mom does is say, honey, you're not supposed to do that, which, no, gross, make him stop. (laughs) This is Danielle's germaphobe corner. It is gross, and the carton of juice, as he's trying to put it back in the fridge, sticks to his hands, and he looks puzzled, and he's trying to get it off, and he's just having a real hard time. This is (laughs) Spider-Man. It, oh, gets very (laughs) Spider-Man-y. So later that day, he meets Jess down by the tide pools. Yeah, he does. Cody is not impressed by Jess's fascination with the pools, and Jess makes it his mission to show him all the cool stuff that's in there. And then Cody has a sudden realization 
eons later that Jess could help him ace bio. Tony's yeah. a moron, right? <laughs> oh, man. This is why his mother abandoned him. You know what it probably is? <laughs> Maybe, like, he's just not getting enough oxygen to his brain because he's used to breathing underwater, so he's, like, trying his best to adapt to our land oxygen, but it's not working. So his brain doesn't work at a full capacity. <laughs> it's entirely possible. It seems to suggest that he's good at some of his classes, just not biology. Or, you know, critical thinking skills about how someone who's good at biology could help him with biology. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. And Jess agrees that he'll help him with the biology test and everything if he'll teach him how to swim, because he doesn't know how to swim. And they partners in a project anyway? Yeah, but he'll help him, like, pass the project uh, and the rest of biology. Okay, I'm like, I'll help you with the project I'm assigned to help you on if you help me. <laughs> like, no, you're doing that anyway. So they agree and shake on it. And as they're doing that, Cody looks down and he's grown some scales. What? So on his hands, yeah, they're just like that. blue and green scales all over his palms. Mm, you know, you got to be careful, get those scaly palms. <laughs> Teenage boys are susceptible to that. But did his mother have scales on her arms? Or is it because I thought... I do not know the answer to that. Because yeah. I thought more people like the scales were the lower body. This is true. However, we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm just so confused with the rules here. Like, it seems like it's trying to use established mer person canon, but it doesn't make any sense. I'm not sure why they're on his palms, to be honest. Even later, that doesn't really I already make explained sense. that. I think it's a teenage just, boy thing. I think it's just an easy place to put them so that, like, other people can't see them, but see them, but he can see them. Oh, okay. So Jess is very excited about this, though. He's like, oh my gosh, I've only seen that on frogs and lizards and stuff. And Cody's freaking out. Like, half his palms yeah, are covered no with it. Yeah, no kidding. Frogs. Wait, wait, do frogs have scales? Well, they're like scales. I wouldn't say they're exactly scales, okay. but they're very similar. I'm just saying, like, if I suddenly saw a kid next to me growing scales, he'd be like, oh, it's just like that frog. Cool. I'd be like, no, this is weird. I'm freaking out, man. Nope. Jess is super excited about it. He's freaking like, this dork. is awesome. <laughs> and Cody's like, this is not awesome. Cody He's correct in this instance. <laughs> but luckily, they dissolve before he gets to dinner, so his parents don't see them. His parents, who may not have stolen him from a murder <laughs> May or may not have stolen him. <laughs> so they make plans to meet at Jess's place to work on the project, and Jess warns Cody his dad is a bit of, a bit eccentric, so, you know, be ready to deal with that. And though Cody isn't supposed to go into the giant warehouse full of weird stuff, he definitely does because, as soon as yes. he gets there. <laughs> And he ends up meeting Big John Wheatley, who, when he finds out Cody's parents run the boat tours, asks if they've ever seen anything mysterious that defies logic out in the water. Yes, my parents are run a $5 boat tour. That's what's mysterious and defies logic. No, that's not what he says. No, I mean, but that's true, though. Like, yeah, the fact that they're running $5 boat tours and somehow still have money is a thing that is a mystery. Maybe they're, like, smuggling cocaine or something. They might be. I think he says something like, well, they once found a cuttlefish that looked like Regis, which really dated this <laughs> TV show. <laughs> yes, all the middle schoolers, even at 95, who knew who Regis Philbin was. <laughs> it's true, though. 99 was a big Regis year. <laughs> Whatever year it was, yeah. And Cody's like, uh, no, but does weird stuff exist? It's like mermaids and things. And John's like, yes, I've seen them with my own eyes. And then Jess is, hurries them off. He's like, okay, time to go, as John stares at them mysteriously. <laughs> He's really become obsessed with that mer person. He real, really, really, really is. Oh, is he going to be like the antagonist? Like, like in, is this basically Splash where the obsession with finding the mer person is going to like lead to their death or like endangerment? Maybe. Okay. You'll find out. Yeah. This week on Book Retorts. In the next 45 minutes on Book Retorts. <laughs> 
Somehow there's already a paper due in class and Cody gets an A. Not that you ever see him studying or anything. No, no. But then he spends 10 minutes at the water fountain losing some of his popularity momentum. He just stands there forever wait, drinking and drinking. And how, wait, how's that losing popular? How's that losing? Because there's like 20 people behind him in line. Okay. So and they're getting really annoyed that he doesn't hurry up and get away from the water fountain. Cody does it? I thought it was already he, popular. Yeah. Why didn't he even went there? I'm confused. <laughs> He is mostly popular. He's becoming more and more popular as he gets more faster on the swim team. Oh, so his his popularity is directly correlated with his swim aptitude. Uh, obviously, Sam. Oh, it's I'm middle sorry. school. I didn't know that. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, just like my middle school. This is the American school system. <laughs> right, right. Of course. I, I, I remember back in my middle school, the swim team kids were the most <laughs> well-known kids in the school. I can name all of them, I'm sure. <laughs> Okay, our, our, I would add um, our school is special. Uh, <laughs> uh, you weren't at my middle school, Danielle. I wasn't, but I can't imagine it was that much vastly different than the high school. I don't think there's any school, middle school in the country, that's like, yes, the swim team. That's where the popularity <laughs> is. No offense. Well, apparently, it's apparently in this school, the swim team is everything. Okay, I'm just saying, like, love swim, but like, come on. <laughs> so he finally tells his parents that. He's really concerned because he's constantly thirsty. He's always shocking people. And he's getting this weird green scaly rash. I would like to give Cody credit for totally telling his parents pretty much everything that ends up happening in this movie. I mean, it's nice when a kid is actually wanting to communicate with his parents. That shows that they have good communication with him. That's nice. Unlike the previous Disney Channel original movie we did, Don't Look Under the Bed. Yes. Uh, his parents mostly believe him. So this is good. <laughs> Danielle, what I want you to do when you're done with all these Disney Channel movies, which I imagine will be many dozen, <laughs> I want you to write an essay comparing and contrasting them, but also tying them into a larger Disney-verse. Um, good. Thanks. Okay. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> So he's afraid that what he's afraid of is that he has some kind of genetic condition from his biological parents, which this is the first time you find out that he realizes that he's adopted. <laughs> well, I'm glad, again, something you should not keep from your children. It's totally fine for them to know they're adopted. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. And so he does know he's adopted and he knows that his biological, he doesn't know the whole story. I'm he doesn't thinking, know that they found him on a boat like, like a reverse Moses. Yeah. <laughs> so one day you must return to the ocean and lead your people to freedom by parting the Red Sea, I guess. <laughs> Same story, the really. California it's all about coastline. water. <laughs> so his mom takes his temperature, which is totally fine, and the parents kind of give each other a look over his head, like, eh, what is going on with our kid? Maybe take him like, to a doctor? Oh, oh, Sam. <laughs> Are these I, negligent I parents? <laughs> She's like, I'm sure you're fine. Ugh. And the dad's like, well, maybe Dr. Schwartz could take a look just to make sure there's nothing going on. And apparently, Sam, the mom is anti-doctor. Oh, no. Oh, No. <laughs> She's like, oh, early anti-vaxxers. No, thank you. <laughs> and she's like, whatever is wrong with you, I'm sure it's something a little natural medicine will heal. And the dad's like, okay. That dad needs to step in and protect his child because, <laughs> oof. Oh, so he apparently does a little bit of acupuncture on him. And Sam, what? Cody's telling Sam about it later when they go to the fair that night. If I was Sam, be like, I gotta call CPS. This is insane. <laughs> She's like 12 or 13. She's definitely not thinking that. She should be. And she asks if he's contagious. And he's like, probably not. And she's like, okay, good. I'm going to hold your hand then. I was like, oh, he has a green scaly rash. You don't know what it is. How does he know he's not contagious? He just wants to get some. Exactly. And to be fair, does not have the rash right now. But like, he's like herpes. You can still give it to people who don't, if you're not like... (laughs) 
he could. Yeah, never mind. So when they try to hold hands, static causes her hair to float around her, which Cody finds delightful and giggles maniacally about. I mean, that's cute, but also like, is what is with the electrical mer people? Uh, we get a brief explanation, which she will not agree with. Okay, great. Unless he's part- <laughs> did his mom like cross you with an electric eel? Maybe. We'll find out. I'm sorry, but this, I need David Attenborough in here to like, explain the nature, <laughs> like to do a documentary explaining how this all works, because this ecosystem is far too complicated for me. I think they, uh, David Attenborough, Disney Channel original movie, like with his voiceover would be fabulous. I mean, it kind of feel like the original Homeward Bound was basically that, like That's the one before they had all the voice from Michael J. Fox and stuff. That's fair. So that night, he's in his room and he's sticking to everything and he accidentally no, realizes gross. he can... <laughs> he accidentally realizes he can climb his wall. Oh, why is Spider-Man suddenly here? <laughs> he calls his parents into the room when he Spider-Mans the ceiling. He's and the like mom is like, oh, it's fine. Let me give you some aromatherapy. No, the mom is like, uh, maybe we do need to see a doctor. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank um, God. God, she's not the worst person ever. <laughs> I was just like, when they introduced that, I was like, ah! <laughs> oh. oh, that was so scary, Daniel. <laughs> oh, I did not like it. So, to be fair, the doctor is super weird, and I have to admit that if this was the doctor that was available in your tiny little town, like, maybe I'd be anti-doctor, too. Find a new doctor, or bring Bill Pullman in to be your doctor, and then he can fight spiders in your small town. (laughs) So he tells- haha, very funny. So he tells (laughs) them- (laughs) He tells them that it's puberty. No. (laughs) What? This doctor has been through puberty, I presume, <laughs> unless it's a freaking Doogie Hauser. But <laughs> that's just the weirdest thing. He's like, "I'm gonna talk to. I can I talk to him alone for a minute?" Your body's and I was going like, through no, changes. He's creepy. <laughs> These changes are going to result in you sticking to walls and growing scales. It's perfectly normal. <laughs> I know, right? What the heck? <laughs> so the scales return, seeming to happen most often when his hands get wet. And Jess, don't say anything about that. So Jess <laughs> agrees. Look, Danielle, I don't need to say anything about it. You said it all. <laughs> Jess agrees to help him since nobody is taking him seriously. He's like, this is not puberty, Jess. <laughs> What's he going to do? Make him grow more scales? You know what I mean? Uh, I don't so- know what that means, actually. <laughs> <laughs> as they're talking like he's like Jess you've got to help me and just like well let's run some tests and his dad overhears them while he's welding on his boat nodding enthusiastically for some reason like yes. yeah find out what's wrong with him kid <laughs> why, why is he telling Jess not like his actual friends uh, because Jess is the only one who seems to believe him okay and he doesn't want to tell his like quote unquote normal friends That's about true. his weird yeah, scales hey uh, Sam you know I know we've been dating kind of for like I don't know, a few weeks here, but guess what? I got scales. How's that? How do you, how do you like that? <laughs> so apparently, just after some vigorous testing, seems to think that he's some kind of fish because what? after a science study montage. <laughs> I want to see the scientific process. Like, let me, let me, let me do a little blood test here. Yes, it's positive for fish. <laughs> Well, he, like, plucks a scale off of his hand and, like, checks it out under a microscope. And he does some research. You see him going through a bunch of, like, books and studying things. I don't care what he does. (laughs) A fish is a very distinct creature. A human being walking on scales would not be a fish. Well, he just thinks he's somehow fish adjacent. They have okay, quite. Fish uh, adjacent. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't hear the details quite yet. You. You have some kind of fish ancestry. <laughs> he's, he's somehow connected to fish, so he asks Cody to talk to some in a tank. Wait. <laughs> Wait. He's like. You're related to fish. You have some fish blood in there somewhere. That means you can talk to fish because fish can talk. The only problem is we can't understand them. That's his conclusion. The the 
movie the movie doesn't get that much into it, but what happens is he's no. looking at the fish tank. There's no. like six fish in there. No. And he goes, jump. And one of the fish like jumps so out he's, of the he's tank. He's Aquaman. He can control the fish. <laughs> Apparently. And they're like, cool, it worked. And that's like the end of that scene. <laughs> I am, well, I'm just so flummoxed. I know. <laughs> What is happening? He's like, fish, jump. And a fish jumps. He's like, great. I'm going to take this on tour. We're going to start a fish circus. <laughs> so Jess suggests that he stays away from the water. And Cody's like, I can't. I have to be in the water. I can't explain it. Also, swim team, which you've not seen him practice for once since the swim meet. He's a natural. Apparently. So that night, Jess is looking at his dad's stuff on mermaids, of which he has a plethora of items, as you oh, might Obviously, imagine. yeah, of course. And his dad walks in asking him, oh, oh, kid, you've had a sudden interest in mermaids? And he asks his dad about an article, a page out of a book. I don't know, Sam. <laughs> Some writing on a piece of paper. <laughs> and that he's come across to suggest that young people can walk amongst humans until their what? 13th year of life. No. Where they start to manifest as mers. No. Mer people. Why? It was like, it was like a, a mermaid rumspringa? What is this? <laughs> Why? And the dad's like, Why? Wait, no, we gotta stop here for a second, Danielle. <laughs> we really gotta dwell on the fact that there is a species like this. We'll give birth to creatures that look like other creatures and let them walk among them for 13 years before they come back. Like, this isn't like whatever those, those birds that lay eggs in other birds' nests and have them be raised by them. This is insane. Why? And then if that's the way things normally work, why was the mother so sad that, like, they would have to let their kids grow up on land if they're land creatures for the first 13 years of their life? So I don't think it's like that they always do, but though like, I could be wrong, they, but they, just that they can. They, they have legs. They, they're not adapted to the water until they're 13 to start to change. Why would you... doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that, but the dad says... <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't make any sense. They're like, let me give birth to this, or whatever, hatch, however they come into existence, <laughs> this creature that is not adapted to where it is, and keep it here in the water, hoping that in 13 years it will eventually adapt to be able to swim and breathe underwater. Until then, it's just well, going to have to figure it out. Well, it can breathe underwater when it's a baby, Sam, because we saw that earlier. Yeah, but like, can Cody do that now? You think he would have learned that through no. his swim meet? No, he do- he can't breathe underwater. Now he's so, I mean, what is, the, what is going on? <laughs> I don't know. The dad says that's one theory, that in the 13th year, the fish half starts taking over the human half. And my question isn't so much all of that, which is completely valid questioning. Uh, but Danielle, your question where, isn't that? <laughs> my question is, where did this allure originate from? Like, why would anybody know this information? I'm less concerned about that than the they fact that he thinks like... interview a mer person? <laughs> if the fish half takes over, why do they become all fish instead of half fish? Don't know, Sam. Also, real people are not half fish. They're a distinct species. I mean, they don't exist, but but like you wouldn't call a whale a half fish, half cow. To be fair, this movie's made for like 12 year olds. (laughs) Yeah, but like it doesn't have to be this stupid. So he asked his dad, he's like, when did you see the mermaid that you saw in the past? Oh, 13 years ago. It was 13 years ago. And he's like, oh my gosh, dad, you have to tell me everything you know about mermaids. This is very important. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm going to ball with my son finally. After years of estrangement <laughs> and me neglecting, we finally have a connection. Yes. So after all this study, after talking to his dad, Jess finally tells Cody that he knows it's crazy, but he thinks he's turning into a merman. And somehow the electric current is connected to eels. <laughs> I swear, I said the eel thing. I regretted it. <laughs> That's what he says. Why? Why? Like, it's not like this. I don't know. 
Cody's like, why would I have electrical power? And he's like, maybe it's something to do with eels. And I was like, but it's not a merman power. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like, oh, mer people have all the powers of all aquatic creatures on Earth. <laughs> they have the, the sonar skills of, like, dolphins or whatever. Or, and the eyes range of hammerhead sharks and the electrical semi-potential of, of great whites or something. I mean, they, they might. You don't know. You know, I don't know, Danielle. We need okay, a mermaid so, expert to come on and explain this to me. Yes, uh, paging a mermaid expert. Paging Doctor Mermaid <laughs> to the mermaid expert exhibit. So as you might <laughs> think, Sam Cody doesn't take this news particularly well, but then he does run home and tells parents that he needs to find his birth parents after showing them his scales because this is the first time he's actually shown them, which seems crazy because the doctor was there earlier. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so they seem to kind of half believe him. They he and has they scales, finally tell- <laughs> and you found him in a basket on your boat in a reverse Moses. <laughs> Get with the picture here. <laughs> yeah, well, they finally tell him about his origin story. <laughs> so that's, you know, a step in the right direction. You found you on a boat, kid. Like, what a story that is. <laughs> Did they mention all these steps they took to try to locate his birth parents? So, yes. Okay, well, where they said we didn't really try Did that I hard. I write it down. I don't know if I wrote it down in my notes or not, but they do mention that they, at some point they mentioned to him that, it must be during the scene that they went to the police and they re- reported him missing, but the police allowed him to like be kept, you know, with the with their family until um, several months keepers, later. I guess. There was like, yeah, like there was nobody that came forward, and so they eventually started going through the adoption process. Yeah, that's how babies them. work. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly how that all I works. I mean, you're familiar with adoption, Dan. No, is it that simple? I imagine they must have become like foster parents at first and done the classwork for that, and then oh yeah, became, I'm like, sure they did all that. And Clearly, fostered this, him, this and then- mother who was very concerned about her kids health is taking all those glasses <laughs> no but i imagine that must because that's the only way they i mean i don't know what california law no actually i do know california i would say that they probably did have to become foster parents before they adopted him which is what they probably they were probably allowed to keep him as they were becoming foster parents i'm sure none of that happened <laughs> or maybe he went shortly into foster care system and then went back to them i don't know all right well this has been a fun speculation to our terrible <laughs> Child care Most systems. states really promote like the parent or the you know parental figure or whatever keeping the child, so they probably would have kept them, kept okay. him with them. All right, well, I'll give him a pass then, I guess. If they were interested, I mean, it was a ready-made adoption. <laughs> Who knows, Sam? It's logistics. I just okay, think it's they found the baby, you find in a the boat. baby in the boat, and you're like, well, this is happening now. <laughs> they were t- they wanted a baby anyway. It's fine. Uh-huh. I imagine. Okay. So, mom, who doesn't believe in doctors, thinks he's definitely not a merman, and they both agree that he just needs to stay out of the water until they figure out what's going on. Uh. And then that <laughs> night, he's forlornly, like, sitting in front of his fish tank, and he's feeding the fish, but he <laughs> puts some fish food in his palm, and he, like, looks at it, and then he licks it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> to I'll, try it. I'll probably do that, But too. he, like... He starts spinning it out. He's like, oh, it's gross. <laughs> and I laughed so hard. I mean, yeah, that's good. <laughs> It's good. That's pretty good. <laughs> that makes sense That's to me. That's a good joke. Because <laughs> you would. You'd be yeah. like, huh, I wonder if I should eat fish food then. <laughs> I wonder if fish food is actually not that gross. Now I'm curious. Yeah, I'm not sure. Dog biscuits are not as gross as you would think. And you know this how, Danielle? Because I was a weird child. Uh, was. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't eat dog biscuits now, though. I actually don't think they would hurt you at all. I don't think they would hurt you, but I don't think I'd be like, hmm, dog biscuits. <laughs> Just saying. I was a weird child too, Danielle, but I never ate dog biscuits. <laughs> I just was curious what they tasted like once. They're not that bad. Just saying. I mean, this kid tasted fish food. At least I didn't eat fish food. I mean, how do you know it's not better? You, you don't know. Yeah, if I had some fish, I would try the fish food. So the next morning, the parents are having a very hushed conversation in the kitchen about whether or not they should get medical care for their son. Yes. The, mo- the answer is yes. 
Okay. Wait for it. The mom's convinced they'll send him off to some secret government medical facility. (laughs) Which is, yes, it's true, Sam. If he's turning into a fish, they would definitely take him. I mean, maybe. I'm on the mom's side for this. This one thing I'm on the mom's side for. Because the dad's like, well, maybe there's a specialist. There's no, my son is turning into a fish specialist. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I also don't buy, like, oh, we have a shadowy government organization that's ready to study fish people. Like some Hellboy scenario or something. I really think somehow the government would get involved. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying this they wouldn't, but this sounds... Very Maybe in like, 1999 you could have hit it. I don't know. This sounds paranoid. Like that's all I'm saying. It is. It is slightly paranoid. And it gives but way really, too much confidence to our government. And I, I really do think that they would have no luck in finding a specialist. Regardless. Oh, absolutely. Like, there's no specialist for fish human transformations. Like they're SOL there. <laughs> no. But like you still should like not maybe treat it as something that's not turning to a fish person, but saying, hey, he's got like, because there have been people who've had scales, I think, in history. Like, there are conditions that give you like scaly skin or, or other conditions like shingles. So Yeah, Jess mentions that in his Right. Uh, so you research. can always play it off as like something <laughs> like that. I mean, I definitely think I would have had him see more doctors yeah. just to make sure there wasn't something else going on. And I'm ruling out the mermaid thing. Because right. like, come on. <laughs> like, you don't go from, oh, doctor says it's puberty to you turn into a mermaid with nothing in between that. <laughs> exactly. But this movie does. So Cody's listening at the door and then heads to the beach to mope. And he acknowledges his really bad idea, but decides to swim out. Um, and underneath the water, a mermaid, the his mom, of course. seems to feel him. I don't know. It's like she's just hanging she out on the outskirts him. by the buoy and is like, oh, that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> been 13 years and I'm sure he's never been in the ocean ever before now. But now that he's finally been in the ocean once, there he is. It's very weird. She just like hangs out out there as far as I can tell. And he dives and twists and then he dolphin jumps into the sky with his perfectly normal human body. <laughs> What the heck is happening in this movie, Danielle? I don't know. And the mom just smiles and she does absolutely she nothing. Say, hey, she doesn't, I'm no, your she doesn't try to talk to oh. him. She doesn't like like wave at him. She does nothing. She's just watching him and I'm like, what is going on? Is every parent in this movie terrible? It's very weird. Yeah. I have stuff to say, but I'll wait till the end. You don't have to. <laughs> it won't make sense now. Okay. When he gets out of the water, he has fish arm fins. Like they're like little fins on his arms. Why? More people distinctly don't have upper body fish parts. Well, it's just like the little fins. I don't understand. <laughs> and so Sam shows up and he like hides his arms in the sand. And they have a very awkward conversation because he's like, hey, you should leave. And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> and she suggests going for a swim. And he's like, nope, nope, super good. Don't want to go for a swim. She's like, you have been real weird lately. What's going on with you? Well, you should be able to, to tell me any- person. <laughs> Yes, he's like, she's like, you should be able to tell me anything and you're hiding something. I was like, should he? Should he be able yeah. to tell you anything? You're 13. You're 13. been like dating for like three weeks. Get over yourself, lady. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, no, I just need some time alone. And it's hurt, of course. Yeah. She leaves. At least he can draw his boundaries. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So while teaching Jess to swim, Sassy Sean shows up and is like, we're too cool for Jess. I can't believe you're hanging out with him so much. Why are you even spending time with this dork? And Cody's like, dude, shut up. He's like right there. He can hear you. And also, (laughs) he's a kind of a cool guy. So knock it off. (laughs) And apparently they're frenemies. And I just, I don't understand their relationship because I've, 
honestly, the only thing we'd seen them do is like, he's like, I'm always gold, you're always silver. And I was like, oh, he's like the jerk in the movie. But then you don't see him for 15 minutes. And then when you do, they're like hanging out in the same friend group and they're chatting. And I'm like, oh, they're friends who are just kind of like competitive. He's probably joking at me. And then he comes back and he's like, dude, why are you hanging out with this jerky, nerdy kid? I can't believe you've ditched us for him again. And I was like, you're just a jerky friend. Yeah. <laughs> a, a teenager who has trouble with interpersonal relationships? No. <laughs> I know, but you don't usually see it shown in movies. That's true. I... <laughs> This might be the most real Disney Channel original movie ever. It's amazing. So they agree to fight it out at the meet the next wait, day. Wait, what? And Jess is like, dude, you can't go to the meet. First up, you haven't even been practicing. Wait, wait. <laughs> Secondly, so they're going to settle this one. They're going to settle yes. who Cody can be friends with at the meet. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah, I would say yes. <laughs> that was not quite what was said, but I would I would argue that that is exactly what's going on here. <laughs> what? If you if I win the meet, you can't be friends with that loser? Like, no. I, like, what? <laughs> Yep, that's about it. Nonsense. So Sam, the next day. The next it's day. The meet, it's the big the meet, the meet. state meet. And there is a full marching band no. marching alongside the pool. How? How can I be there's not enough <laughs> room around a pool and they'd be slipping and falling to <laughs> their butts all the time. This is the biggest like outskirts of a pool I've ever seen. <laughs> Wild. And nobody seems to have told the coach that Cody can't swim. Like his parents who you think would have called and said, Cody, you know, is sick. He's not able to make it to the swim meet. Does Cody not know that he shouldn't <laughs> swim or is he just like... Oh, he knows. Yeah, He's just thought. like, he just wants to do it because this is his life and the water calls to him, Sam. The sea, she calls to me. <laughs> exactly. So Cody's chilling at home, supposedly. His parents keep checking on him, but he sneaks out in between parent checks. And for reasons I don't fully understand, Jess is at the meet, even though he is. I mean, maybe he's playing his tuba, but he doesn't have his tuba with him. Or is he in his band outfit? No, he's in normal clothes. Then he's not playing his tuba. Yeah, super weird, right? So he's just like hanging out. First off, he's in the band, but not in the marching band. Why is he there playing the tuba? And he's just hanging out at a swim meet, even though his good friend Cody is not going to be there. Which I just don't understand why Jess is there He's supporting him in absentia, maybe. Yeah. And so he sees him come into the room and he's like, Cody, you're not even supposed to be here. Get out of here. This is never going to work. You're going to turn into a merman, like in the middle of the swim meet, which fair point. Yeah, Jess is right. But it does not work. Cody's like, I'll stop swimming tomorrow. Because yes, he's like, that's going to stop you from turning into a merman person today. Right. Sam seems to have instantly forgiven him because she waves from the stands like, oh, it's my boyfriend. <laughs> oh, she suddenly sounds like an old maid. Oh, it's my yeah. boyfriend. Oh, he's a, he's finally coming back from the war after all these yes. years. That's exactly what's happening okay. in the scene. She like floating a handkerchief while wearing a lacy like collar. Yes. And she dabs at her eyes with it. Oh, it's so... Oh, I'm getting the vapors. It's so hot up here in these leeches watching the swim meet. And the marching band is so lovely. Only four of them have tripped and fallen into the pool so far. You didn't say getting the vapors very well. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me? The person refused to do any accents at all when they were saying getting the vapors? I just say, you gave me such a hard time about it, and then you just said it very casually. <laughs> Hey, I wasn't really trying to go for like a full Southern Belle. I was going for an old lady. And B, you have no right to criticize my uh, my performative skills when it comes to saying the vipers. You're supposed to show rather than tell, Sam. Oh, Danielle, I don't hear another word from you about this. <laughs> Until you're ready to put up, you better shut up. <laughs> so he gets up on the diving board. He's ready to dive in for the race that's about to start. Right, Sam, of course, yeah, he's about to me. I, got, I understand the stakes here. <laughs> And his parents walk into his bedroom and realize he's not there, and they rush off, knowing he's at the meet. Of course. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Okay, classic. 
So they dive into the water, and Cody is definitely winning, because, you know, he's a potential merman. Do you think that there'd be all these bills passed about, like, merpeople can't compete in sports with yes, humans? absolutely, 100%. Oh, uh, people are the worst. Especially in America. Yeah. <laughs> people are terrible. Yeah, the United States is not the place to be different. <laughs> oh, it's true (laughs) so (laughs) cody's definitely winning and then they end up doing this very weird sound effect of like panting like he's breathing heavily and i'm like he's swimming (laughs) he's not panting (laughs) do you not breathe heavily by swimming (laughs) you're not panting underwater like it's while his face is in the water and his arms are going and it's like it's not even on the if you could breathe underwater danielle wouldn't you yes perhaps they were trying to insinuate that he was breathing underwater but i highly doubt it oh okay you thought he was like trying to show his like strain i think it's supposed to show his strain but it's panting and it just occurred to me while i was watching this scene where i was like what my first thought was they're trying him breathing underwater but if that's not what's happening that's insane and it's a very weird breathing nobody breathes that quickly even underwater danielle you don't know more person biology maybe they're panters maybe that's how they cool themselves that's down true. It might be. Maybe he's- Because you can't I, I sweat underwater. I will give you that. He very well may be panting underwater. <laughs> so I would like to point out, in this filming of this, it looks like he's really far ahead, but then Sean is in second place, and he takes it like, the way it cuts, you're like, well, how far away was Sean? Because it looked like he was like, that Cody was pretty far ahead of him. So I paused it on the scoreboard. <laughs> of course you did. I wanted to know. There was only a second, pretty much a second and a half between first and second place. Ooh. And that's like a decent amount of time in swimming, but it's not so fast that Cody is apparently a person. I think we should check on Sean's DNA, because if this boy can finish a second and a half behind a person, Danielle, to be <laughs> like fair, we, to it's be amazing. fair, <laughs> Cody is mid-transformation. With a new body that he is not accustomed to yet. I'm not sure he's operating at peak efficiency. But it's a second and a half. That's all he wins. And he's like born to swim. He's literally. <laughs> he's even if he was, he has awkward teenage phase as a mer person. Like he's like not Perhaps practice. We should it. give Sean Different more credit. muscle groups. Like, maybe. Sean's amazing. Sean is like seconds behind a mer person. I think you're giving Cody too much credit. I don't think he really knows how like how you swim as a person and how he's been trained to swim is probably not how a mer person would swim. But he makes swim. a state record, Sam. It's like the fastest swim ever in states. Okay, well that's insane then. <laughs> it's not by a lot, to be fair, because the times were not that fast. Okay, really. so well, you keep on flip-flopping here. <laughs> I'm just saying it was like, it was a good time. Okay, good. But not good enough. Sorry, Sean. Not good enough. So Sean is very put out by this because, you know, he always comes in with gold. I'm always gold. Cody you're always, always silver. silver. <laughs> Make new friends, Sean, but keep the old. One is silver, the other's gold. <laughs> okay, yeah, that. <laughs> what? That's something I remember from middle school. So so Cody has arm fins. They popped out as he was probably swimming. No, that's cheating. And he's... <laughs> I know. He's bumping them in the air like, yeah, I won. And Sean happens to look over at him. He's like, what the heck? Why is and nobody Cody, else seeing this? I guess there's a lot of like, I don't know, he's like hitting the, the uh, water and stuff. So there's a lot of like splashes and stuff going on and everybody's excited. And there's like trumpets blaring. I don't know, Sam's the most enthusiastic swimming I've <laughs> Trumpets <ever> blaring. <laughs> Announcing his lordship, the lord of the it water, Sir Cody Merperson. <laughs> And the announcer's like, I can't believe we just witnessed this. <laughs> you know, like everybody's very enthusiastic about this 13-year-old. Crazy. <laughs> 
And so he looks over at him and he realizes, uh, obviously, that something's going on with him. And Cody is like, oh my god, he saw me. And so he hits the electronic board, the one that records the times when you hit it, and uses the, the shock in his body to shock the system. And it, like, blows up the scoreboard and it creates a diversion so he can climb out of the pool and run off. I mean, I guess, sure. <laughs> Sean runs after him. He's like, I saw whatever is making you swim so fast. The gold should be mine. Not Such a good wrong, friend. necessarily, but also, like, suck it up, Sean. <laughs> and Cody hides on the ceiling and what? then manages. <laughs> okay, just casually <laughs> drop that in there, why don't you? He does. He climbs up the ceiling, just as he did before. Daniel, why and are you saying the most <laughs> insane things that they don't matter? Because I already established that he knows how to climb up ceilings. Yeah, but it doesn't like climb up the ceiling on a swim meet shower stall like and hide from his bully friend. That's exactly what he does. <laughs> Sean can't find him and then Cody manages to escape. He that goes out a side door you and, look up. and luckily and luckily his why would you look up at the ceiling it's not like of your ceilings like, gym? are completely outside your peripheral vision. This is like this is like unless the ceiling's like thirty feet tall. Like it's not that like I can look across my room and see the entire room, including the ceiling and the floor. It's one of those gym ceilings that's really tall, like 20 feet. Okay, maybe then. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. And well, I'm going to hold you to that. So he runs outside of the side door and his parents, luckily, are just driving past and they see him and they pull over and he gets in the car. They're like, get in! So the fins aren't going away this time and it's freaking out Cody. Even with a hairdryer, they're like blowing it on I think him. it's time to throw him back. <laughs> yes. He had a good run. He's clearly a juvenile and fishing laws are very clear. You shouldn't fish juvenile. Right. So Jess runs in <laughs> to the house. So they're like sitting on the couch. He's trying, they're trying to blow dry his, his fins off. And Jess runs in saying, he's like, I saw the whole thing. And then Sam runs in, sees his fins and faints dead on the floor. Oh, she didn't want to learn this way. But you know what? It's kind of exciting for her, I bet. Like a real shape of water situation. Yeah, no, she's not into it. She's <laughs> very perturbed by it. And they ask her to keep it a secret. And she's like, you guys are all crazy. And and you know she sees the fin arms, and she storms off. This is a real business opportunity. They could re- they could basically salvage their failing boat business by turning into a freak show, which is awful. Uh, but yes. you know, would work. She agrees not to say anything. Okay, but it's just too much for her to deal with, and she can't do it right now. And she leaves. I'm I'm so sad for their short lived teenage romance. Yes. At school the next day, uh, apparently his fins have gone away. Sean is being a total jerk face. He's like, "Did you take pills or steroids?" <laughs> I took 12. fish pills. <laughs> You know those fish oil pills? This is what they do to you. If he was so tired of coming in second that he cheated, and this is the only way to beat him. And he's like, I'm not cheating, which maybe, but... <laughs> I mean, it was definitely something new. Then they start a fight in the hall, which gets broken up by a teacher. Aww. So Jess and Cody later that day have a nice heart-to-heart on the beach about Jess being the only friend, quote-unquote, who has stuck around and how much he means to Cody. Aww. I know. It's Jess's first friend. Oh, Jess, you're blossoming into a lovely young man. Yeah, and apparently Cody's first friend because his friends suck. I was going to say, like, it's not much better <laughs> with Sean. Then that night, Cody decides again to swim out into the ocean. Why? He feels it calling to okay, him, Sam. Sure. Right. He holds his breath for an ungodly amount of time. Like, you know how sometimes when you see people hold their breath in movies, you hold your breath too just to see if you can, like, make it yeah, through the entire dead. scene? Yeah, you'd be I get it, yeah. Yeah, you'd be super dead. But also, he's merperson, Daniel. It's fine. I know. And a mermaid swims to him, glowing. It's obviously his mom. Finally. But <laughs> there's only one mermaid in the entire sea. Well, I mean, one that's hanging out near that buoy. She's really marked her territory. They're very territorial, Danielle. <laughs> they are. 
as they're getting closer and closer together, they're interrupted by Big John Wheatley and his boat overhead, who is so excited to see them when they come up for air. Has he been, like, following Cody, knowing he would lead him to the mermaid? No, it doesn't seem to suggest that at all. It just seems to suggest that he was, like, trolling the area. I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) What? My my English is way more interesting. So he sees Cody through his binoculars and like the mermaid and him both kind of freak out and dash away and he's not able to catch up with them in the moment. So Cody runs home and leaves a message for Sam to meet him at the cove tomorrow. He's like, something really weird happened. Why Sam? Why not Jess? Because he, I don't know. He wants to make up with Sam. Yeah. Let me make up with you by telling you I met my mermaid mother. Maybe he doesn't want to tell him because his dad is involved. Yeah, but Jess is not his father. All right. Whatever. Let's go. Big John, the next morning, has arranged a giant net on his ship to catch the mermaid. And Jess Jess walks out and he like starts freaking out and he runs off to tell Cody. Cody is not home. His mom's like, he's over at the cove. Like, you can go hang out there. And instead of just telling his parents about what's going on, even though they know the entire right, story, course, yeah. it makes sense to be like, hey, my dad's trying to, like, catch your son and another mermaid. You can go run interference. <laughs> like, no, he doesn't tell them and he leaves to go get Cody. Wild. I know. So Sam ends up, she does actually end up showing up at the cove and she apologizes for freaking out and he says he wants to show her something. I bet he does. And... Yeah, he does. And somehow, <laughs> the, the so it's not, he's standing there. He's like, I want to show you something. And then you hear the, the bell ringing out on the buoy. And he can, like, somehow the tone of the bell seems to let him know that his mom is out there. Like, Did he bring Sam having, to like, meet his moment. mom? How would he know she would show up? Uh. I don't know. And sure enough, she appears. And, like, he's like, hey, I'm here. Okay, she doesn't say anything. She just appears she go majestically. Like, Hi, Cody. I'm your mother. I'm a mer person. What's up? I abandoned you in a boat and I didn't come back for you for like 13 years. I don't know. Things happen. I got busy. <laughs> oh, no. This is where I, I realized keep up with apparently- current events. <laughs> This is where I realized that apparently mermaids me, don't give current me the pun. events. Three. Yeah. Ding. No, you missed the tuna ding, one I told ding. earlier, but anyway, that's all right. Four. Four puns, you guys. It's hard, Danielle. <laughs> so, this is Cuddle where me I some realized. Slack. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Five. <laughs> you can blame Sam for this one being long. <laughs> that's fine. It's my own fault. <laughs> So, this is where I realized. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. There's something here. The mermaid does not speak English or verbally at all. It just, like, <laughs> telepathically communicates? Yes. Yes, she does. What? <laughs> what, what are these more people, Danielle? Why is I it, don't know. Uh, I don't, I'm so confused by this. I don't understand why. I mean, I don't like, necessarily believe that they would speak English because I imagine they would have a different right? communication. But why would they, uh, psychically? I mean, it kind of makes sense they're underwater. How else are they going to communicate I mean, with each other? Sound waves work just fine for whales. I suppose. I imagine, I don't, what I don't understand is why she leaves a baby. Like, it seems like it's an accident, right? She didn't mean to leave the baby. Yeah. So I don't know what her plans were for the first 13 years of its life. That's what but, I'm saying. Like, it's living and somebody else's. Uh, maybe she was carrying the baby because she was going to go find a nice home for it with humans. Like, Who maybe knows? this is part like, of their life cycle. They abandon their babies right. on the shore until they're old enough to come back to the sea. <laughs> and, and 
apparently like he couldn't understand her until now, even though she seems to have kept an eye on him and saw him moments before and didn't say anything to him. I don't know anything about this movie besides what you told me, but I think that the Merlore in this movie is the most insane part of it. <laughs> it's crazy. So she's standing there, they're having some kind of like psychic communication, and then suddenly Cody drops to the ground, groaning in pain. He's giving birth. Yes. He's like, go get my parents. And the mermaid rushes towards shore. Obviously, she can't get on to the shore. But as Cody's laying there, suddenly his fins start to grow on his feet. Oh, he's transforming. He's going through changes. He is. The weird part is no, that the, there's, there's a, a fin. weirder part. <laughs> there is. There's a fin for each foot. Wait. Do they then, like, <laughs> merge together like a zipper? He's like, well, right now, he just has two fins. Like, it's like he's wearing those flippers. <laughs> What? None of the mer anatomy makes any sense. Maybe it's because he's a boy mermaid. I don't no. know, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, apparently, while all this is happening, because Sam runs off to go get his parents, he's been found by Big John, who has put him on his boat. And I can't tell. Wait, Big John like Big found John... him in the cave and like dragged him onto his boat. It wasn't even a cave. It's just like a cove okay. area. Like he's on a beach. So I assume it's hard to tell if Big John's kidnapping him because he's turned into a mermaid, or if. He's taking him because he's like, we'll be at the dock soon or something like that. Oh, he's as trying he's to help going. him or something. Right. It sounds like he's kind of trying to help him. But Cody's like, I need to go in the water. Like, I, ha- I, like, I have to go into the water. Like, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm struggling on land. And he's like, this should help. And he just pours a bucket of water on That's him. That's funny. <laughs> like, are you kidnapping him or are you helping him, man? A little column A, a little column B. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I was so perplexed. So John sees Cody's mom in the water because she's following after the ship, obviously. She's very worried about her son. And she he goes after her with his net and he traps her inside. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Mer person who we know nothing about. Right. And they're kind of like heading towards the dock area. So just sees all this happening as he's running, um, trying to, you know, find Cody and everything. And he jumps up aboard the ship from the dock and is trying to get Cody in the water. And it's, again, as I said, Cody has separate fins for each leg because that's how mer people work. I, apparently, this movie, apparently they do. Yeah, and Big John, meanwhile, has completely forgot about Cody and is very obsessed with this mermaid. Well, I mean, so, you he know, got the hot the one. child dies on his <laughs> boat. Why do you want the kid when you got the parent? That's a much more exciting, I mean... It is, apparently. She can make more of them. <laughs> the hot girl. I assume she's a fairly attractive mer person. Yes, I mean, she's just a mer person. I don't know. I, I don't know what's attracted by Merperson standards, Daniel. I don't know. She's got like I she's don't probably read in her forties. She's got long, like flowing blonde hair. She's, I mean, a relatively attractive human being. But she's not a human being, Daniel. Okay, well, I meant like the upper half of her. Okay. You really only see that part out of the water. Question: Do you think that <laughs> yes. Mer people are like in the same family as centaurs? Probably. Okay, I'm glad we established that, Daniel. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. It's like some like common ancestor. Right, yeah, like or the something. half person, half animal. Like they have a common ancestor. I'm like, oh, exactly. you know, like elephants and whales are, are very close related. Whales are just elephants who said, I'm done with land and went back to the ocean. That's exactly what happened, yes. So like centaurs, like, well, I'm done with the land centaur. I'm going to be an ocean centaur and became more people. I imagine. I, I'd have to imagine that's how that came about. And the psychic powers then, where those come from? I, because you have to communicate underwater. I don't, Sam, I don't know. Maybe they just tried real hard and it worked. <laughs> I'm going to squeeze my brain real hard. All right, all right. What happened? Big John is murdering a child and kidnapping its mother. <laughs> yes. And Jess grabs a knife out of one of the toolkits that are on board the ship or on the boat. And he stabs his father to death. No, he jumps into the water and he uses his barely there swimming skills trying to cut open the net so that he could, the mom can escape. That was my answer better. Yes, I imagine that would have been a more interesting story. <laughs> 
patricide. <laughs> Disney plot twist. Disney I mean, that does twist. happen a lot in Disney movies, to be fair. I wonder if they did like a version of Oedipus, and this would be... <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of a lion kidney. I mean, in its sure. own way. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so his dad starts to bring the net up while his son is like swimming, trying to cut it, which just seems like a good way to get your son killed. <laughs> I mean, he's got the mer person. What is it his son for? You think he'd be more concerned too? He knows his son can't swim. Like, it's that's not something he doesn't know about his son, I would imagine. And his son's in the water next to the net, and he's like, I'm going to bring the net up. I'm not going to worry about my son at all. He'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, counterpoint, Danielle. He is fine. I mean, he's doing okay. I wouldn't say he's great at swimming. I mean, he'll be fine. He's not going to die in this movie. Uh, maybe. (laughs) So Jess manages to cut a hole and the mermaid escapes before the net makes it out of the water. But then the net accidentally drops and Jess gets caught on a loose thread, pulling him under. He might die soon. He's not going to die. He's going to be saved by the merpeople. And then Big John Wheatley is going to be like, oh, I've reformed my ways. You saved my son. Uh, no. Okay. (laughs) Uh, not untrue, but not quite true. Love <laughs> <laughs> I get it like mostly right. It's so much fun. So his dad, finally frantic, like, oh my gosh, my son who can't swim was just dragged out of the water. Hey, you're a champion swim person, Cody. How about you go get him? <laughs> well, who knows where Cody is at this point. So he, his dad jumps in after him, but he can't find him, mostly because he's actually not looking under the water. He saw his son get dragged he's under. Like, and he's the surface, literally, like, where he's, are you? Where are yeah, you? <laughs> he's literally just like <laughs> he's treading, treading water. water. He's like, Jess, Jess, <laughs> my boy, where are my you? Boy. Where like, my boy? Where my boy? My wet boy. He's so wet. He can't be wet. <laughs> He's like a sponge. He'll absorb all the water and sink. It's not. It's He's not nothing without a funny his tuba. Scene, but it is. Yes, he is nothing without his tuba. Poor Jess. But, but thankfully, Cody manages to make it in the water, and he saves Jess. Yep. And pulls him to the dock, and then, like up onto the dock. And the parents arrive, and they do very questionable CPR a few times. And We're like, like define questionable. What do you mean, like lazy or like they're trying to kill him? Uh, I mean, just really lazy. Like they do like five little pushes, and then what's her face? Sam gets to do the CPR, like the breath in, and they do five more little pushes, and then she does a little breath in, and they're like, "Well, it's not working." Oh, they just leave. <laughs> We're dead. I thought she was going to do the cough up the water thing in every movie. No. And Cody's like, wait, I've got an idea. Everybody stand back. Does he jump on his chest? No. He uses his eel powers to shock him. Uh, yes. <laughs> when your lungs are full of water, what you need is an electric shock. That works. He coughs up a little bit of water and wakes up. Perfect. Brilliant. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't think of that, Sam. I thought for sure you would realize that he's going to use his heel powers. I, you know, I thought after he made the billboard explode, they were done. <laughs> nope, nope. Even better. Great. Big John is tearfully like, I thought I lost you, son. And Jess points out that everything he said about the mermaids was true. And John's like, it doesn't matter. You're way more important to me. And they have a nice father-son bonding moment. I mean, you weren't important to me for the last 13 years, but now you are. <laughs> I didn't really care when you were in the water to begin with. Yeah, right. Or like since you almost drowned. when you were playing your tuba, never went to see you. Didn't care. Didn't want to help you out. Totally obsessed with mermaids for 13 years of your life. Now instantly have a change of heart. <laughs> Boy, Jess is going to need a lot of therapy. Mm-hmm. So the parents, as I said, have arrived. And they seem particularly confused, which seems very weird to me because their son has mermaid legs. So they already know. I mean, they should, like, they should, like, they should be able to grok what's happening. Like, they should put together. Yeah. Like, it's not that hard. And the mermaid mom floats towards them. And I guess they really can telepathically communicate because he knows that she wants him to come with her and help with the changes, quote unquote. Uh, if that's for the title of a horror movie, Danielle, then nothing is. The changes. The changes. You should watch um, Ginger Snaps. Nope. 
If you want a movie about the changes. Puberty <laughs> horror? No, thank you. <laughs> it's great. I've been through puberty once, Danielle. I don't need to ever see it go through again. It's a pretty good movie. I'm sure it's a very good movie. The mom, the real, like, not the real mom, but like, human mom is what I meant. Human mom, not mer mom. <laughs> the human mom is distraught, but seems to have a telepathic a mom moment because while crying she nods at the other mom as they make eye contact and she's like son your mom really loves you and it's okay it won't be forever wait why not <laughs> your mom promises to have you back before school starts the next day or like <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the fall like in the fall <laughs> Oh, so his changes are temporary and they can get right back out of the water. What is this movie? I don't know. They never explain why he can sort of like, it doesn't last forever. Can he just walk on land if he comes to land? Who knows? This is crazy. <laughs> At like up to that point you're like okay they spend 13 years of their life on land and they go to the ocean and live the rest of their lives in the ocean nope turns out that they could come back after summer break to just continue living their if, human if, if lives or you know after the changes post change more people can go on land why did the mother never come on land to get her child i do not know maybe you have to choose at some point maybe it's like every mer person's choice they have to decide in the future if they're going to be human or mer i mm, i am upset <laughs> So Uncle Joey doesn't have much to say except, oh, I love you, son. You know, he seems cool. Like, see you back. Well, I'm you're sure you'll have a good time. We'll see you in a few months. <laughs> you'll enjoy being a mer person in the ocean where you'll probably be hunted. Who knows? It's dangerous out there. What will you eat? How's it all work? I would have questions. <laughs> nope, he doesn't have any. Do they have like a radio caller they can tag him with? At least can track him. I, that'd be helpful, but no. And just is like super excited. He's like, oh my gosh, take notes about everything you see. I want to yes, hear pens, details about everything. Pens and paper. Notorious for working <laughs> underwater. <laughs> and Big John is like equally as enthusiastic. Like, oh, I can't wait to hear mysteries of the deep. And Sam's you know? like, <laughs> when you get back, I hope you can like change at will because that sounds like it's going to be exciting. <laughs> So Cody gets into the water and swims towards her under the water. Does Sam not have anything to say about this? Is she just out of the picture now? Uh, yeah. Okay. I I can't remember a single thing she says during <laughs> Great, that scene. Perfect. Maybe she does. Maybe they kiss. I don't know. So he and his mom do glowing hand touches. They come up and hold their palms <laughs> against each other and it glows. I don't know, Sam. <laughs> this movie doesn't try hugs- to make sense, does it? <laughs> Then she hugs him and swim. they swim off together. And then Cody jumps from the air. He, like, dolphin jumps into the sky. And now he has a full tail, Sam. So apparently that was just part of the evolution of the tail. (laughs) So he has a full tail now. And Cody waves at his family. And Jess complains that he finally made a friend and he turns into a fish. Isn't that just typical? And then Sean walks up and he's like, I'll be your friend. (laughs) Yes, that's how that works. So they swim off into the night, Sam. The, the light, not really in the night. Yeah, it's the daytime. <laughs> sunset. They flew off in the sunset, Daniel. Come on. Yes. That was this movie, The 13th Year. <laughs> First off, the title makes it sound way more interesting. Like, The 13th Year is going to be like some kind of weird, crazy thing, and not just a weird mermaid story. <laughs> it's great. Secondly, I am angry at the mermaid lore in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would be. It's the best part of the movie. Um, how nonsensical it is. It sounds amazing. Yes. <laughs> Nothing makes sense. These more people are just like, no, nah, whatever the plot needs, that's what they do. Solid movie. Would recommend. <laughs> do you recommend every decom movie? No, 
I would recommend Don't Look Under the Bed more than I would recommend any other decom movie. Okay, well, I'm glad we established the ranking. We should have your power <laughs> rank. You should do a bracket of your decom. It's like, it's like Don't Look Under the Bed and Xenon are the two best decom movies, in my humble opinion. Oh, uh, well, they'll see if they can make it to the end of the bracket in the final four. Yeah, I probably won't do Xenon. I'm not sure it's weird enough for us. Well, Danielle, I don't know what more I can add to that movie, only that I really need someone to explain to me what the heck the mermaid war in this movie is all about, because I am very confused. That's totally fair. It doesn't explain anything. In fact, it just becomes progressively more confusing as you go along. Every time you're like, I think I get what's going on. Oh, no, I don't. What be this? Okay, yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, no, it's not that. But it must be this. No, it's not that. Uh, no, okay, fine. Oh, the movie's over. <laughs> You should have been in my brain, though, when they say that, oh, she'll bring you, she'll bring you back for school. That's and like, I felt like it was like a record drop, like record scratch like, in my <laughs> brain. I was like, what? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's like you when he was like, oh, he's on the ceiling now. Like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Go back. It just made no sense to me because I was all over. I was like, okay, he's got to choose to go like, you know, he's got to leave his family behind and he can just visit them on the shore. Like, it'll be fine. <laughs> but no, turns out he can also be human for reasons. Maybe. Maybe he can just visit them. Maybe he'll do like summer school, like a school of fish. Get it? And then real questions right. like, the will he have slide. more control? Will he have more control over it in the future? Like, will he be able to do some team next year? Well, can you? I had like, a lot of questions about this and I don't think they're going to be answered. I'm sorry. I did my best. Oh, that's number six on the fish puns. <laughs> Good job, Sam. Half a dozen fish puns. I mean, I'm, like, I'm trying here. It's not easy. You're doing fantastic. All right. That's pretty good, Danielle. Hey, Danielle got a fish pun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you have a fish pun you want to share with us. Ooh, please do. Yeah, you can contact us at bookretorts.com. Uh, which would be a weird place to send us a fish bun, but please do. Uh, or you can tweet Instagram or Facebook us at Booker. Why would our website be a weird place to send us a fish bun? I don't know. Wouldn't it just be funny to get an email that's just like a single line and it's a fish bun? <laughs> I would love that. What are you talking about? <laughs> I would love that too. It just seems like social media it would be more of a place to like share a fish bun or a fish joke. We'll also take fish jokes. I'm not here to complain about any way I can get those fish joke puns or whatever. Like, go for it. I'm not going to judge. Yeah. Please send Sam a fish pun yes. via email. And if you want to support our fish punnery, you can do so at patreon.com slash bookretorts. Bookretorts. Patreon. <laughs> well, you went to a fish pun version of that? I couldn't think of one fast enough. You know I'm not as good at puns as you it's are. It's okay, Daniel. I couldn't think of one either. That I even got one was like great. That's very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, keep a close eye on your children when they turn 13 because they might turn to fish people and leave you. Uh, yeah, that's... That's the risk you take, having a baby dropped in your boat. <laughs> in the basket, the reverse Moses. <laughs> don't reverse Moses babies. Like, don't, don't reverse or forward Moses babies. No, that's good. <laughs> don't leave babies in baskets Let's put, or, or just anywhere. Don't leave babies places. <laughs> Words of wisdom to live by. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time. Bye. Take care, everybody.
I'm not complaining about it. I'm telling <laughs> you not to besmirch the good name of my weirdness. I can besmirch them if I want to. Yeah, well, then you'll be smirching them to yourself, because I'll cut it all out, I swear. Be smirching them to yourself. That's right. <laughs> Stop besmirching yourself, Danielle. Why are you besmirching yourself? I'm not besmirching you. I'm not besmirching you. <laughs> <laughs> the word besmirch not good enough for you. It's a great word. It's a great word. It's a weird word. I wonder what the etymology is of that. Well, I think the etymology for the be, as in like, you know, the verb, and then smirch, which I think is self-explanatory. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, Smirching. Smirch. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to smirch. Or not to smirch, that is the question. <laughs>